Good morning on this. I forgot what the date is. <laughs> on this September 10, 2014. Back in August 2013. Okay, please forgive me. I'm way delayed in putting these messages to the lessons out there. So. I did, uh, I was given a little insight uh, regarding false witnesses, uh, starting with Jesus. Uh, some of the verses uh, that came about was Matthew uh, 26, 57, 59, and 60. And 57 is, and they had, they that had laid hold on Jesus, remember that was uh, the Roman guards, led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. And then verse 59 and 60 is, Now the chief priests and elders and all the council sought false witness against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. Yea, though many false witnesses came, notice the term says false witnesses, Yet found they none at the last came true false witnesses. And then uh, Brother Mark um, in chapter 14 verses 56 to 57. His version is this. It's for many bear false witness against him but their witness agreed not together. And there arose certain and bare false witness against him saying. And then of course. I encourage you to go and read verse 58 and 59 as to what exactly um, they had said. Uh, other verses regarding this scattered talk about false witnesses. One is Proverbs 6.19 which gives a definition of a false witness. It's one that speaketh lies and he that soweth discord among the brethren. Um... And then in Genesis, you remember in Sodom and Gomorrah, when Abraham was uh, commu- praying, communicating with God regarding Sodom and Gomorrah on behalf of Sodom. He said, and he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak yet, but this once, peradventure, ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for the ten's sake. Uh, remember, he started with, I think, a hundred, went down, got, got down to about fifty, and now got him to ten. But Jeremiah, over in chapter five, verse one, um, God is telling Jeremiah to run to, to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem and see now and know and seek in the broad places. Thereof, if we can find, if you can find a man, if there be any that execute judgment, that seeketh the truth, and I will pardon it. Here it is in Jeremiah, which is probably a few thousand, a couple thousand, or at least a thousand uh, years into the future from Genesis. Um, God told Jeremiah, he says, you won't even find one. That's pretty bad. If if he could find one, he'd pardon it. I wonder how many can actually find that's actually doing justice uh, today in in our nation. 
you know, we would think to be more considering churches are full, but are they really full of Christians or have they been deceived? You and I can't tell that. We can even try the fruits, but we still can't tell it because we would never be, we're never given insight. No one person other than Jesus Christ is given insight to see the hearts because he is God. Jeremiah, let me jump over to Jeremiah 14, 14. Then the Lord said unto me, The prophets prophesied lies in my name. I sent them not. Neither have I commanded them, neither spake unto them. They prophesied unto you a false vision and divination in a thing of naught, in the deceit of the heart. And then finally, pretty much this is a... Coming straight from God and starting out with uh, the false witnesses against Jesus. Over in Acts, it's the false witnesses that are against all of us who follow Jesus, who strive to follow Him on a daily basis. Acts 6:13 and set up false witnesses, which said, "This man seeketh not to speak blasphemous words against the holy place and the law." You know, that's both against Jesus as well as us. We will be called by false witnesses because the Bible says so. If they come, Jesus, the head of the devils, then some will, some foolish individuals, deceived individuals, will call us the same thing. So, you know, why would we get surprised? If they hated Jesus, if the lost hates Jesus, who are we to try and make friends per se with the laws? Now, I'm not saying we are to uh, make people angry, obviously. We're still to be peaceable. But there's going to be some, no matter how much love you give somebody, you can give a murder, a mass murder of love, and God can still use that love. But that person is still going to hate until... And only until God, by the Holy Spirit, softens his or her soul. So, it's not useless for us to love. Don't get me wrong on that one. But, until God, unless God softens the heart, they're not going to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. That free gift. Um, Getting back a little bit to... Not sure where that came from, actually. That just hit my mind. Don't forget, it's late. It's like 2 a.m. I just got let go early for today because there's just no business. You know, the economy, and it's kind of slow. economy is not getting better. People that think they are. Uh, look at that verse over in Second Corinthians. It says, or no, actually First Corinthians, I believe. That says um, the lost has been blinded by the prince of this world. The prince of this world, folks, is Satan. Anybody that thinks the economy is getting better is actually being blinded by the devil and listening to his false preachers. Period. Okay, a little side note for somebody. I guess somebody's going to have to hear this and um, hopefully uh, turn back to the Lord. But isn't it amazing, back to this false witnesses, I'm going to try and keep this brief. Uh, 
false witnesses. It's amazing how they didn't bring Jesus to the the government that was present in the land. Back then it was Rome. You know, today it's a whole different one. It's I believe we're in part of the revised Roman Empire as uh, the second statue in Daniel was uh, stated clearly. Um, but they instead they brought him to the religious leaders. Remember when they finally did try to turn him over to Pilate, the Roman governor of, over Jerusalem, he found no fault. You know, and neither did Herod over his area, over the Galilee area. Neither one of them. The government leadership found no fault with him. Uh, but only the religious leaders. Pilate only sent the... Um, Pilate released him to the religious leaders. He did assign Roman guards to uh, conduct a crucifixion because it was God's will that Jesus died for our sins. Praise God that he did. But isn't it interesting? Where are we being brought? Who is it that accuses us of being false witnesses or blasphemous? It's not the government usually. The government really can't... They have no basis in our laws. We're not supposed to even look to the laws. It's usually deceived churches. Pastors, elders, there are a bunch of them. And um, deceived people sitting in pews every single week. Um, that have not yet received the gift of grace um, for salvation. And we know the salvation of the Lord is not a thing. It's clearly written in the Word of God. Salvation of God is Jesus Himself. Um, so, if we're not growing in the Lord to the point where, as we're studying His Word, uh, not counting the setbacks, we're all going to go through setbacks. And we're all going to take one or two steps back. If anybody says they have not they are deceived by Satan because Jesus clearly says in his words that uh, we are still sinners saved by grace we hold to the cross of Christ that's why we are to die daily Uh, we are basically calling those people who are basically calling him liars so if they're not hated if we're trying to get everybody to love us to win their approval that is not the way Jesus proclaimed the gospel he spoke the whole truth of almighty God who is actually himself uh, incarnate by the trinity the father, son and the holy ghost but they're still he's still one God uh, So as we're growing in the Lord, you will be hated. And there will be some deceived individuals, no matter how much you love and how much you proclaim the truth, some will foolishly, because they're deceived still, they have scales over their eyes, will call you and us false blasphemers. They will kick some out of, well, back the the gospel said it was the synagogue because remember predominantly Jesus came for the Jews first and us Gentiles non-Jews next 
Paul was predominantly the preacher to the Gentiles, um, but he also proclaimed to the Jews also. Matter of fact, it was the Jews that brought him to uh, Caesar, and then eventually, I think Nero was in charge, was when he was... uh, boiled in oil I believe uh, church history has him dying that way um, when he was murdered for the cause of Jesus Christ so don't get discouraged with that rejoice that we are partakers along with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ we cannot get gain everyone's acceptance But we are to always proclaim the gospel with our mouths. Remember, there is nothing in Scripture about nothing good about silent witnesses. The only time the Jesus mentioned silent witnesses, he was referring to the Pharisees because they want the approval of man, meaning fellow humans, instead of God. That is the only time silent witnesses you can attempt to take scripture out of context. But be careful, you may be falling under the trap of false teachers. I've met many of them. I've been accused of false teasing. I've been accused of not hearing God's words. And I have not... St- it hurts me. It ha- hurt me. But once I went... One on one, got along with my Abba Father, and your Abba Father, he reminded me, he loves us unconditionally. I love, I still love them, and I prayed for them diligently. They, I don't know, I'm not around in that area anymore. God has me proclaiming the gospel, living the gospel in other locations in America currently. Don't know if his plans is to route me back to Charlotte at this time or not. He's using this time alone to deepen and trans, transform me more into his image and to do some deep refining. That's another lesson which I won't get into, but I will touch upon it. If you, if your life, old life, you're a new creation in Christ. But if you are constantly not going through God's refining fire, I highly suggest you go to Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, and let Him search your heart to make sure you're in the faith. God says clearly in His Word, He is the potter, He is the pruner, as John 15, 1 through 5 says, reminds us, he does prune, does cut. You know, he can easily, he's begin a work in us, and he will finish it. It will not be finished this side of heaven. As soon as he comes in the clouds or the end of our time on this earth comes, whichever comes first. Only God knows that. 
That's when this work will be completed. Will be completely like Jesus. We're not going to be like ourselves in heaven. We're going to be completely like Jesus. Praise God for that. So again, we are still in the refining fires. Now, thoughts touch one. Close with this. Thoughts teacher is not necessarily someone who makes just maybe occasional mistake. They are the devil's teachers. They're not of God. Actually, we said that uh, in Jeremiah 14.14 when God says he did not send them nor commanded them nor spoke to them. They are the devil's children right now. Can they still repent? Probably. It's only Satan in his uh, his one fourth of the angels of heaven that went with him. They were cast down out of heaven. They were thrown out. They're the ones. They're they re- they're beyond repentance. You know that's you know, but. If they're just false teachers, yeah, surely they can repent. As long as they still have breath in the lungs, they can repent. But we are not to listen to them. How do you discern a false witness, a false uh, teacher, false preacher? By staying close to Jesus, staying in His Word, listening to Him. When we pray for ourselves and for Him, I mean for others, Remember, it should never just be our words. Because we really don't know what to pray. That says that in Romans chapter 8. I've made mistakes when God's corrected me through others or through His Word. I've repented. I've confessed, wept, cried. And I've tried my best to publicly... Hopefully, if I haven't done that with somebody yet, shoot me a Facebook message or text whatever. Let me know so I can repent quickly. But we are still used to go to people, by God, to go and correct people, to sit them down with a word. If we love God, we have to love one another. And if somebody's in there, we are required by God to go to them. That's called loving the brother, the brothers and sisters, as well as God. See, we don't want to get into that no more because there's a false teaching out there that misuses the judgment. The do not judge in in Matthew chapter 7. That is for the, the lost the unsaved. Those are the ones we are not to judge. That verse has been taken out of context so long by false witnesses. So again, I love y'all. I encourage y'all with this. I pray that you know, my encouragement is when I see and hear that you are growing in the Lord and getting even closer to Him. That is my rejoicing, I tell you. I don't really, I grieve that sometimes I think that I may stand before the Lord on His famous seat, which is the judgment for us Christians, is not a judgment for salvation. That's already been taken care of at the cross of Jesus Christ. 
that was just basically to correct us for anything. Uh, it says it's where rewards are handed out. Uh, but it's just, it's not an embarrassment type of judgment. It's not a lake of fire type of judgment. You know, it will sting and it will hurt. We're going to look Jesus straight in the eye right when we first get to heaven. But he's still going to wrap his arms around us out there and says he loves us. Because he's our witness, he's our advocate. So I love y'all. I miss y'all. Sometimes I wish God would um, allow me, like he did Paul a couple of times, to come in and see y'all face to face and sit down and have a coffee out there and laugh at the uh, camp times or laugh at the funny moments out there. Uh, cry over. Um, what the Lord has been doing through each of us. Pray for the lost and just have a good time of fellowship. If it's His will, then it happen. I want to obey it. I want you to obey. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this lesson, Lord. I thank you for the warnings that you constantly give us, Father God. That you're always telling us to stay close to you. And you warn us when there's a false preacher around, Father God. Father God, I pray, Father God, that you will soften their hearts and that you will save them, Father God, that you will correct them and that you will bring them to the end of themselves, Father God, and and I pray that you will continue to be done. And Lord Jesus, I long for you to come. I want to see your face. If it's time for me to go home, Father God, I want to go home. Lord Jesus, I want to see you. I want to come home. This is not my home. I'm so afraid that I'm going to get reused to this, reattached to this earth, this dying, passing away earth. I love you, Lord Jesus. I want to see you face to face. If you have, but if you still have others for me to go to, I want to obey you, Father God, and I pray that you will use whomever you choose to use to confirm where I'm supposed to go in any moment. I pray this, I pray for those listening to this, those that you will intentionally draw them to, Father God. I pray for correction, I pray for love. Father God, I pray that they will begin to worship you as perhaps they haven't done before or it's been a while I pray that you will use them so mightily amongst the people that you cross their path and I pray that you will save many people both in their families and in their inner circles whether they be fellow students co-workers or again family members in Jesus' name Amen Love you.